Orange is the new black and Karen is the new Victoria. <laughs> Perfect. Caitlin. Hey, Katie. How are you? Good. How are you, friend? Oh, you know, just another night of recording, another night of technological <laughs> difficulties. Literally, the only time I ever use my computers, I was just telling Kate, is to record this. And literally, every time I open it up, there's just something. It's It shuts off in the middle because the battery sucks. I mean, this laptop, it's old. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly nostalgic at this point. Mm-hmm. Really, it's vintage. I, I just rem- I remember season one, just like it was so stressful for both of us. And now I'm just like, let me know when you're ready. It's and, and I just like I still like I'm like, like I got I'm like got to cut come down from like my <laughs> sweat. Whatever that just was. It's it's all good. Uh, it's good to see you. It's so good to see so you. So today we are talking about. Sorry, bro. And I mean, could we have a better year to talk about Karen for the first time? It is the year of the Karen. They were prof- prophetic. With prophetic. Like, with that. You Prescient. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. Completely. And she's like the worst. She's not the worst Karen, but she's a pretty annoying Karen. She's a pretty annoying Karen. Uh, before we get into the episode, we have a couple announcements. First of all, we have a new patron, Jordan. <gasps> Welcome, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan's been uh, writing in for a bit now, so so good to have you on board. Mm -hmm. We also have a new listener who wrote us a very sweet email um, all the way from Finland, and their name is Ture, I think, T-U-U-R-E, and I tried to like YouTube and see how other Finnish people pronounce it, and I think it's Ture, but please tell me if I'm wrong, Um, and let's see what Ture has to say. I don't know if my message is going to make it to you guys because I'm only watching your season one reviews. They are a great listen while playing video games. So thank you. Ooh, what a good idea. I definitely listen mm. to podcasts while I play, uh, play video games. I'm 14 years old from Finland. How sweet. And I started to watch Himium a year ago and I've watched it now three times through. My legendary moment or character is always going to be Barney Stinson. I just love his whole way of life and jokes and NPH and just everything. And he is also a very inspiring character for me. First of all, Tude, your English is great. I can't believe that this is not from an American 14-year-old. Also, you guys should definitely start a YouTube channel where you could do like top 10 best character type videos. Maybe. A YouTube channel. We do have a couple of YouTube videos up. Um, You can watch us review a hot dog toaster. (laughs) I was like thinking about that hot dog today. The hot dog toaster was awesome. Um, Also, I still loved our whisper challenge with all the hymium phrases. That popped up in my time hop. It was not too long ago that we recorded that here. So funny. I love to go back and watch that. So mm-hmm. YouTube.com, you can check the the few little videos that we've made. My last question is, what is your favorite season? Mine is definitely eight and nine. They just have the highest stakes involved and the most emotional and artsy episodes. I guess I'm weird for actually liking the ending. We'll see. I'm sorry this message is too long. Bless your vocal cords if you actually read this out loud. Support from Finland. Thank you so much. Um, 
I think I really like season five. Yeah. I really season like season is, five. That's when Chris and I started watching it live together. So it's yeah. like special for me for that. There's just like and it's, serious momentum happening in season yeah. five. Lily's hair looks amazing. It's just like a very, a very good, exciting, charged time. And I also love season nine. I enjoyed season nine Same. as well. Also season five though has your favorite episode. Zoo or false. Fuck you. It's a, <laughs> it's a season of highs and lows. Oh, speaking of, somebody wrote in for this episode and said this is the worst episode in the Hemium uh, canon. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I got to say, I love the spicy takes. Really? I, I love the spicy takes. Yeah, because it, it's good to shake it up and i think the deeper we get in the more that's gonna happen so i'm really mm-hmm. excited for that we also are here to announce the five winners of our that was my poor attempt at drumming. cookie contest challenge so if you Ooh. missed it i'm very sorry but we did a contest for our u.s listeners where they could win a box of cookies from our sponsor, Rachel's Cookies and Treats. And all they had to do was write on social media why they love this podcast. We got, I think, over 10 people wrote in. It's amazing. Um, it might have been, yeah, it was definitely more than 10. And we picked five people to win. And they are, drumroll please, Caitlin. <laughs> Beth. Johnny, someone whose name is, and, and I talk to them all the time on Twitter, Soled Snack, S O L E D S N A K, Clint, and on Twitter, Emily Sue Six. Hooray! Hooray! So, congratulations to the five of you. I'll be reaching out this week to get your addresses so we can send you over some of our favorite cookies. And, uh, Look out for a new contest for more cookies and other goodies in in the coming months. And last but not least, we are only five reviews away from 100 reviews on iTunes. So if you are a new listener and you haven't left us a five-star review yet, now now is the time. Seize the day. I would love, I would just love to get to 100. And if you're the 100th, maybe we'll have something special for you. We'll have to, you'll have to find out. So head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess they call it now. Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into... Sorry, bro. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. so sad why are you sad caitlin i have no cookies to eat (gasps) oh no my my boys are gone and i usually like to eat my feelings and i got nothing i got nuns because i cannot control myself anytime i get those all real ingredients no preservatives 
made in those small batches by hand by some badass women. Like I cannot stop myself. I have to eat them all. Rachel's cookies and treats. Yeah, Rachel's cookies and treats. But then Then they're gone. Then they're gone. They're too good. Well, luckily, you can restock yourself by going to rachelscookiesandtreats.com and using our promo code. We have a promo code. That's right. It's reusable, too. It's reusable. So I can definitely get more cookies. What is the promo code, Kate? H-B-F-A-M. So H-B-F-A-M in all caps. And Caitlin, you're going to get 25% off your order, which means you can order 25% more cookies for I the like price the you think. of... 75%. I don't know math, but I know that you can get more cookies for the yeah. same price. Yeah. And they'll ship anywhere in the continental U.S. So if you're feeling generous, you could send them to your favorite co-host while you're at it. Maybe yeah. maybe hit me with some of them ginger molasses cookies. Okay. So in a weak moment, I was at the grocery store and I bought some higher end mm. ginger cookies. How right. was it? How'd it go? Kate, I threw them out. <laughs> that that just goes to show that Rachel's Cookies and Treats will ruin grocery store cookies for you. And that is Even not a joke. Ones. That is not a joke. Caitlin and I are both hardcore eaters and bakers. Yes. And we are telling you that these cookies are like we made them. That's how good they are. So rachelscookiesandtreats.com. Use our promo code HBFAM, all caps, and you'll get 25% off your order anywhere in the continental U.S. So get on it. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Do not be sad when you realize you don't have any cookies. Head over to rachelscookiesandtreats.com. Don't forget that promo code, capital HBFAM, all caps, to get 25% off your order. Yay. This is season four, episode 16. Sorry, bro. <laughs> it first aired on March 9th, 2009. And our writers, I was surprised that it was not Carter and Craig. I'm glad you mentioned that because I said this really felt like a Craig and Carter episode and I was shocked. All these flashbacks and also so many callbacks. So many callbacks. It was so fast paced. So many cuts. Cut, I could cut, not cut. tell you when one scene ended and one began. Yeah. I will say though. Okay. So interesting thing about Craig Gerard and Matthew Zinman. They write for the same Himian episodes they're and like, the same shows. They're like Baby Carter and Craig. Yeah. So like, you looked at their IMDb and it's all the same shows. They're a team. They're a writing they're team. They're a team. They're a writing team. And you That's know. That's so sweet. I love that so much. I feel like if I good. was if I was a writer in Hollywood, I would want to be a team. I would want to be yeah. a, a twosome like that. I think that's so great. Um, I was surprised to see that this was their first episode writing, at least the, the first time their name was on an episode mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the as the main writers, because there were so many callbacks to season two, um, maybe even season one, definitely season three. So... Um, great job by them. Great job to whoever like punched up this episode too. If there was a lot of that, because the callbacks are incredible. And, and the further we get into this series, the more opportunity there is for them. So, and we rarely, rarely get let down by that. Mm -hmm. So 
This is also a college flashback episode, and we love those. I mean, seeing Lily's hair, Ted's hair, how pretentious Ted was. I mean, we got a little Dr. X. Was it last episode, episode before? Mm-hmm. So we're getting more of pretentious Ted, which is really awesome. And like I said, you know, Karen 2020 ghosts go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. we're reminded that Robin has this new cable news job, which is come on, get up New York, which I just <laughs> love. It's it's like so pleading. And mm-hmm. she has to come wake on. up at 1.45 in the morning to go to work. And sometimes that means the gang is still up drinking. So she comes down to the bar. Everyone's drunk. And they're ragging on her for having to get up that early and that she has no fans. Like they're all, I think the best one was maybe the strippers in the gray area between getting off work and getting their kids up for school. And um, she's missed out on a lot. It's like when when Ted was dating Stella. Like even, Mm -hmm. like there's just so many... So much reminiscence in this. Um, And they actually kind of make fun of that coming up. But it's definitely like when Ted was, you know, always in New Jersey because Robin's missing out on a lot because she has to take these, take a fucking Ambien and and go to sleep super early so she can get up. (laughs) And Marshall, Marshall kinds of plays it off that, you know, nothing's really been going on. And Lily even says, some weeks are like that. It's just the same thing over and over. So to me, that was kind of like breaking the fourth wall, kind of self-referential that maybe you can't always have like this brand new spicy episode either. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why there are so many callbacks because it does, it's so much of it feels familiar. Would you call it Brechtian? I I would, honestly, I would say this is quite a Brechtian moment. Um, (laughs) But Marshall, something's happening with Marshall, and it sets up this sort of dual storytelling, which we'll talk more about that later, but you do see this happen a few more times in How I Met Your Mother. Um, Barney starts building up this story, so you're almost positive that whatever he's going to tell you, it can't be as funny as he's making it seem. And spoiler alert, it really isn't. So... No, it's It's, just not. It's not at all. So they're all focused on this very stupid story. And then Ted just drops in that, you know, his ex Karen moved to the city. And everyone that knows of Karen is pissed. The reaction was like immediate. Mm -hmm. Like you see, like the camera really kind of cuts to Lily quickly, but you see Marshall like. Yeah. Even even Barney had a Barney, reaction. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if maybe the Karen stuff lingered. <laughs> Speaking of lingering, um <laughs> like maybe it lingered after college, like there was some other stuff that that we never really know or he's just heard the stories of how how mm-hmm. pathetic uh Ted was with her. So we get these flashbacks. We say see Ted's prom picture, which is really cute. And so I have to no- say something because then yeah. we go right to college Ted. His hair is straight. Did that motherfucker get a perm? Ooh, or he straightened or it. Or straightened it. I think I he probably love the s- I think he straightened it. Look. You like the straight I look? So much. Um, I mean maybe it maybe it gets curly when it gets longer, right? 
But high school Ted, it seems like he did a straightening thing because when he lost his virginity, his hair was curly, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Was it? No, it wasn't. No, what? No, it wasn't? It wasn't. I'm picturing him in the tie-dye shirt. Interesting. Maybe he did get a perm. I can only picture his hair curly. Oh, my God. Did college Ted get a fucking perm? All right. So now are you saying like I have to go back and watch? What was it? Uh... First, First time, time in New, New York. York? Yeah, but I'm I'm absolutely positive his hair was straight. It's like the prom picture that must be the, the high school Ted wig. Cause and then also um in the Stinsons when he talks about the Christmas play, he has the straight hair too. Yes, he does. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's how we know it's high school Ted versus college Ted. Just like when we know it's season one Lily with that yeah. fucking horrible orange wig. Oof. So <laughs> then we get a flash forward in the flashback to the dorm room. And we see Ted and Karen macking it on the top bunk and she's wearing a fucking beret. (laughs) And Marshall and Ted, I mean, Marshall and Lily hated her because she was so pretentious. And we get these little bits of Karenisms that still stick with me today. This first one is my favorite. The first one? Dorm living, it's it's like so American. It's like, let's all eat bologna and be racist. I'm like, wow, that still, yep. Still applies. Still applies. Um, mine is salt, so bourgeois. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It makes no fucking sense. But, okay, what the fuck is Lily doing adding salt to a cup Bitch, of noodles? I had the same thought. You're gonna 1, die. 1,060 milligrams of sodium in the chicken cup of noodles. Ma'am, they could have made them made them eat anything else. That's the, I had the same thought. I was like, Lily, salt. do you want your tongue so, to just dry out of your head? Foul. <laughs> Disgusting. That is trash. So right? maybe Karen's right. That is very bourgeois. It's very... Uh, excess in excess you know there's there's a lot packed in here because then we also see karen talking about how she doesn't watch tv and her arm is like this like what's, what's that? that like it's just like this limp wristed right sorry i'm on like this really bad chair it's fine um, so we and we also see marshall eating a bowl I, of fruit <laughs> And I love his his expression, the way he responds to her. It's like TV, Karen. He's like, has no, no patience. Oh, yeah. Because at this point, it's been how long? Um, so put a pin in the bowl. There's a couple mm-hmm. things you got to put a pin in that, that pay off in this episode. I, for some reason, thought it was next episode that some of this paid off, but it pays off here. Um, and then also that she ironically wanted to go to WrestleMania. You don't fucking joke about WWF in the 90s, okay? That was no. my shit. That was my jam. And here we have Marshall dressed as the ultimate warrior. And then Lily comes in dressed as Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And Hacksaw was my dad's nickname. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's Jim Duggan. So if for all the WWF fans out there, holler because... That was our shit in my family. Is that how your dad got the nickname? Actually, no. He got the nickname because he was at a bar, shocker, and he was telling this story about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) to some drunk guy next to him. And the next time he went in the bar, the guy was like, you're that hacksaw guy. (laughs) 
And that's how it happened. No relation to the WWF guy, but maybe that guy thought of Hacksaw because. Yeah, of, maybe. I don't know. But my dad did love Jim Duggan. So there you go. Barney cuts in again. So this is kind of like the device of building the tent, the suspense of the Karen mm-hmm. story. He cuts in like, yeah, sure, that's funny, but nothing will be as funny as what happened to Marshall. Marshall uses like a loud, angry voice, yeah. too, and tells him, like, let it go. Yeah, he's pissed. Mm-hmm. And then we get the flashback to Marshall at work and he's in the locker room with Bilson. And I love Blauman. this whole. But did you hear what happened with Mr. Bilson? What? The actor who plays Bilson has recently been accused of I sexual assault. Alleged I sexual assault. I saw his name and I could not figure out where the fuck I knew it from. Mm-hmm. So if you saw me post Bilson, yikes, the other day on our Twitter, that's why. Real bad. Fucking right. I could not remember what his name was from. Yeah. Like, I don't, re- you know, know him as that. Yeah, he, He's I mean, the stuff that is alleged is, is gross. So, so there's that. Um, so not surprised. So art imitating life. Yeah, art imitating, exactly. He's like exactly what you think Bilson would be in yeah. real life. And so, yeah. I mean, at this point, we learned that Marshall forgot his pants. I and I love, yeah, I love this how they like tell the story about like the. I don't know these things, so I'm going to sound like a jackass saying like the de- literary or like the devices or like showing this how they go back and forth and the mm-hmm. cuts and they have the music playing in the background and when they start the story you hear the music and then when they cut back you don't hear it and as Marshall or as Barney's going no you tell no me and then you hear it back and forth and start and stop and start and stop yes. and start and stop and I just lose it every time makes me laugh so freaking good i love it so mm-hmm. much same time <laughs> so freaking good same. same and time. then he can't even like like the way his like expression it's just so good robin looks different here i don't know if you've noticed but she looks different because mm-hmm. she is pregnant. pregnant so now we have lily or we have allison and kobe pregnant at the same time this what a time for the writers too right and so this was her first daughter she was pregnant with shaylin cato cool name um so you'll start to see two pregnant ladies hiding stuff bless the props and costuming team for this and yeah before we go further and and you can take over after this because i mean it's all one scene that just i know leads into itself um This is another, to me, it's reminiscent, to me, it's reminiscent of Ducky Tie, which is later, Mm. but the, the two stories running through one story that's like ridiculous, but still focus pulling. And then this more dramatic Ted central story that you keep wanting to get back to, but it keeps being interrupted by the silly story between Marshall and Mm. Barney, basically. Um, so this is a device that will be used later mm-hmm. a couple times, but ducky tie is the one that's, that's coming to mind for me. So yeah, Marshall forgot his pants and that's like the big funny story. <laughs> and it is, it is humorous. Cause we see him like trot by, he's got these like itty bitty shorts on the long, you know, dress socks, his <laughs> jacket. Yeah. And you know, maybe if he can just sit at his desk all day, you know, he could get away with it, but 
Not not gonna happen. So yeah, while this is funny, it's no two chimpanzees <laughs> wearing two tuxedos. And I love how Robin just like can't even like handle her life here. I she know. just starts giggling. She's like, What he forgot he was wearing the first one. And she calls him a monkey and chimpanzees are apes, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Stupid monkey. I love that. <laughs> Me too. Um, and Ted decides the perfect time to, you know, kind of bring it back to Karen. So Karen in New York, weird, right? And Lily is adamant that they don't get back together. And, you know, would it be the worst thing in the world if Ted called her? No, it wouldn't. But it'd be the fourth. <laughs> and Marshall gives us the quick list. One, a super volcano. Two, asteroid hits the earth. Three, and I love this, like how Marshall and Lily clutch each other's hands and they turn very serious. All footage of Evil Knievel is lost. <laughs> Ted calls Karen. And then five, Lily gets eaten by a shark. I and love Lily's that they've br- already, you know that they came up with that list like in bed. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Karen has always been on there. Fuck Karen. Ugh. Fuck Karen. She is the worst. Um, but, you know, Lily sheds some light and gives Robin some more context for why they don't really like her. It's because it always went the same way. Right. They would be having fun, douching it up, as she says. And then one day, Ted would come back into his dorm and find Karen in bed with some meathead who would go... Sorry, bro. Yeah. And she would just kind of look at him. And, you know, Marshall and Lily would then, you know, tell Ted how they felt about Karen, that she sucked. <laughs> Ted would be sad and, and start to get kind of like, what, uh, Lily said something about like he would be collecting steam or something like that. And then eventually yeah. he'd go to confront her because she was only in Providence, which isn't too far from Wesleyan. And... Then they'd get back together. And then this whole cycle would just repeat, repeat, repeat. And so as the best friends to have to sit by Mm -hmm. and watch this horrible person, like one, you see how Ted sort of changes, but it's just more like his douchier shit is brought out. But you see that and then he gets trampled on again and again and again. So I get why they'd be upset. Yeah. And that's what um, one of my notes was. It's it's not just that she was annoying mm-hmm. that's that's bad but she treated him like shit and yeah. so at first you think maybe marshall and lily are just being super judgy but no they have full right to to act the way they are um and as someone who has had their significant other sleep with somebody in their bed i can t- in college <gasps> i can tell you it's not fun i did not walk in on them together it actually might have happened more than once now that I think about it. But, yeah, I was um, dating this girl on the softball team. Very typical. And um, I don't – I and I was sort of like – she had like five secret girlfriends, you know? Like none of us – I think we all <laughs> knew about the other ones, but nobody – Nobody thought that she was sleeping with me. Maybe I was the most secret one, right? Because I wasn't on the team. I just happened to be like in her building, right? Like in her orbit. And this was back when on Facebook you could look people up by like. Oh, by class. Wasn't that fun? By class. Oh, sorry. By by also women looking for women or women interested Mm -hmm. in women, right? So somehow we found each other. Um, But do you remember you could put your schedule in at school and see who else was in your classes? Yeah. It was great. It was fucking weird. But it was. That was my deodorant. It was great um, when it was just for college kids. I'll be snobby about yes. it. You remember waiting to get, like, 
I remember being excited that you or I was on the list. We were in the first wave. Yeah. It was fucking sick. I was like, oh my God, we're on the Facebook. Um, It was the Facebook. So. Sorry. No, it's fine. (laughs) Way off. So one of the other girlfriends came to my room to like vent about the the girl we had in common. But she just thought we were friends. And she was like, I came over here because this girl was sleeping in my room every single night, but no one thought that she was sleeping with me. <laughs> College, right? I know, I know. So, this girl was like drunk and crying and she was like, we made love right in that bed. And it was like the extra bed in my room from like my roommate who had moved out. And I was like, What? <laughs> It's like, yeah. So like, yeah. It happened to me, guys. Made love. Yeah. I uh I live to tell if the tale. If I ever say that to Chris, we just start laughing. Yeah. Like I can't. It's, it's I don't think gross. I've ever made love in my life. Oh, as a lesbian, I, I sure have. But uh that was definitely like high school, middle uh not middle school, high school, early, <laughs> early college with people who who cheated on me. My question for you is have you ever hated a friend's significant other this much? This much. Ooh, I have. And I told her and we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Whoops. So you do know somebody that. Yes. But we won't oh, say who. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's tough, guys. It's um, it's tough to walk the line. I mean, Marshall and Lily don't really walk the line because at this point, Karen's Did you walk been the line the... in your situation? No, ma'am. You know? I mean, I did... Oh, you said you're not talking anymore. Right. I, I walked the line for the entire time that we were working together. Um, but then I got my new job and my other my my mutual friend blocked this this girl's husband on Facebook because she was just like sick of seeing his shit. Because from what we've heard over four years... He is was it? not a great guy. And so she was like, I'm just going to block him. Like, we don't all work together anymore. Like, I just don't want to see his stuff. But he found out that we blocked him because I was like, I'll block him too. That's a good idea. He found out yeah. and got upset and had his wife, our friend, confront us about it. His wife's former co-workers don't follow him on Facebook anymore. Or blocked him, right? Whatever. We should have just... We should have just like muted him, but we were both feeling really over it after some stuff he pulled on our last day. So she confronted us. Really, she confronted me um, one on one. And I told her why it happened. Like, what do you, there's no way to lie about that. At that, that. point, what are you going to say? Oh, my finger slipped and so did hers. Like, I did it by accident. Right, right. And I'm not. And then my friends did too. Right. And so. What started out as me just sort of saying, I don't want him in my feed and I don't think he treats you well became mm-hmm. a, a, an ugly fight because then she s- sort of retaliated and then I, <sighs> you know what I mean? And she was like, well, I feel like if I, maybe if I knew Liz better, I wouldn't love everything about her. And I was like, <gasps> whoa, don't whoa, you whoa, don't you dare. dare. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. you dare speak an ill word about that little nugget. That sweet little she nugget. Is pure. I know. And precious and too pure for this world. Yeah. Her parents are Mr. and Mrs. Mouse, Mr. for God's sake. Mr. and Mrs. Mouse, God damn it. So. Ooh, I, my bitch, blood like went. Whew. I, when she, when she wrote that, 
Oh, no, that wasn't the worst part. I'm leaving all this in. I don't care. The worst part was <gasps> that was bad. And I, I, I snapped back a little about that. So this is all happening like on Messenger. Um, mm. But then she said. That's the best fights do. She said, now, I just want to ask this because I'm not sure, but. I know you really don't like men. So is that the reason that you don't like him? <laughs> and I said, ew, that's gross. And <sighs> then she said, well, I really can't think of any that you like. I I had to shut my computer and I cleaned our entire house because I was going to say some stuff that I could not take back. Yeah, Kate, you're a total lesbian man-hating son of a bitch. Right. And that's why you don't like this piece of shit. Not because he's a terrible person exactly. and treats her like shit. Exactly. And she, oh, it makes me sad that she would choose to believe that. I know. I mean, it's, it's first of all, it's the path of least resistance, right? But then also she was saying, she started saying things like, we're both snobby. We're both snarky. And I was like, oh, maybe I don't like you that much either. Like, there's, this is... This is clearly an impasse because I never want to see your husband again. Yeah. I don't like the way he's talked to you for the three, four years I've known you. And I just, uh, we can't get past this because you're, you're staying with him. Of course you are, because I don't know the whole story according to you, even though you've told me like everything about your relationship for four years. And I'm not going to get over this because I don't like him as a person and I'm too old to like suck it up and like apologize. I don't care. Chris and I have I the philosophy care. of like I am I don't need to spend my time around people like that. Yes, exactly. So why why why? And why? like I as a as a younger person, I burned a lot of bridges, like a lot, and I I regret a lot of them. But this one, it's been months now. I don't regret it. I don't feel. I mean, I feel bad that I upset her because she's not a bad person, but. I feel lighter having told her to her face mm. the things that I have been carrying with me. And also maybe that's one drop in the bucket and maybe other people will say the same thing and it'll all catch up. I don't know, but I mean, you know, or maybe I, he'll say something that you brought up that you don't like that he does. And she'll be like, Ooh, exactly. Right. And that's, and that's all I can do. And listeners, that's all you can do. If you have a friend who's in a situation, all you can do is say your piece. And ever since I got out of my situation, I have promised myself that I would do that. If I saw something weird, I would say something. Maybe you can hate me for it and never talk to me again. You've said stuff to me. Right. I'm just like, yo, this sounds weird. And I've said, well, this is more the information. Right. You're like, okay. Exactly. Like, and I just need to say something. Yes. And I'm like, thank you because... Right. I I think that you're a good friend to, for having those hard conversations. I just, I, I wish someone had said stuff to me, but that would be, yeah. I would have had to have shared things, right? So I probably wouldn't have listened, but maybe mm -hmm. it would have been a drop in the bucket. So that's like, that's all that I can do. But I also don't want to be friends with people who treat each other like that. Yeah. Long story long, we don't talk anymore, but I don't regret it. But I'm sure I've, I, I'm sure I've swallowed it with other people and just sort of like, ugh, maybe they'll break up, but I, you know? Uh, yeah, and I think sometimes like, not like, for example, 
depends on like the relationship i think too and like where you stand like yeah and there's always collateral damage mm-hmm. you know there's other people we're not seeing because right. of that but yeah that's but that's boundaries like mm-hmm. stuff suffers but you you can't the pay, the payoff is is worth it mm-hmm. thank you for coming to the hey beautiful therapy session <laughs> shall we shall we continue Oh, I wanted to ask, do you think Karen went to Brown? Because I do. Providence? So it's so funny because I wrote in my notes that, you know, Brown is not that far from Wesley. And then I went, oh, no, it just said Providence. I don't think it ever says, I don't think we ever hear where she went, but I it's assume. It's got to it be Brown. It has to be Brown. Would it be PC? Doubt it. No. It's Brown. Wouldn't be fucking Rick. I mean, it could be RISD. RISD? But she's not artsy. She's like bougie. Yeah. She's bourgeois. So I vote Brown. Yeah. I know enough people from Brown. That she went to fucking Brown. I love how Ted tries to deflect and kind of shame Marshall, saying, you know, everyone makes poor choices in college. Like when Marshall grew a soul patch and wore a Rasa hat and had everyone call him MJ Smooth. <laughs> and Marshall looks confused. He's like, I don't regret that for one second. Like, <laughs> it was a fun no. time, Ted. It was a fun yeah, time. Yeah, dude. Um, and I felt, I wrote that I felt like Ted regressed here, mm. you know, like he just sounds so immature, like while he's telling this story, like he knows he's in the wrong, but doesn't really want to say it. So he, like the way he tells this whole story, all the way the information comes out, yeah. it, you know, he's leading them, you know, all this stuff happened like probably two weeks ago. And he also knows he needs to get it out because Karen is on her way to the She's bar. Her- he has waited till the very last second because any other way i mean they would have given him hell for days mm-hmm. but this is very mm-hmm. revertigo wouldn't you say yes yeah total very much so. revertigo um and and so we find out that ted went to lunch with karen and according to barney there's only four motives for why you would ever have lunch with an ex um and we get some really great scenes where we get to learn a little bit more about each of our characters the first one uh the first motive is to get back together with it with an ex <laughs> and lily realizes that's what happened with her and scooter yep. and you see her at a restaurant and she just like can't even with him. Yeah. She's so uninterested. Like he hands her flowers. She's like, Lily's clever. <laughs> Should have brought you a scooter. And he's just like, oh, like loses his mind. I love scooter so much. Me too. And I love like she looks around like wondering where the waiter is. And Scooter takes it as a cue that she's interested in waiters. So if Lily's interested in it, that means Scooter is then going to put all of his energies into that. So he is going to be the best damn waiter, and then Lily will love him. Hmm. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that, yes. Um, the other, Another reason would be to kill you, which is what happened with lunch with Barney and Wendy. Um, Alleg- she, allegedly. Yeah. She, she goes into her purse to give him something, and he wrongly assumes it is a gun. It was, it was just a tie, mm. but runs out anyway. Um, meanwhile, Robin met up with her ex, Kurt, for reason number three, and he actually does pull a gun on her, but it was to return her sub nose 38 special. I love this line. She was like, oh my God, every time I saw something on the news, I would always go, oops, hope that wasn't my gun. And I'm just like, oh my God, Robin. Robin. Oh, um, so these two, 
the Wendy wants to kill me because I broke up with her and Kurt, the Iron Man irons platinum <laughs> rule flashback or callback. <gasps> yeah. Both of them were the stories during the platinum rule. And um, it's good to, it's good to see Kurt again. And it's good to see the Barney Wendy dynamic again. I know. I, I, it made me feel so sad that he kept canceling. It's a, and, but she kept I know. rescheduling. It's a tie. <laughs> She's so cute. She's like... <laughs> Sweetest little thing. And then we have reason number four, which is to gloat, which is what happened with Marshall's ex, Nicole Barsamian, I mm-hmm. think. And so we know that Marshall's really only ever been with Lily. So we know this will have to go way, way, <laughs> way, 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 way back to when they were in elementary school. And uh, Nicole has lunch with Marshall, tell her that he has moved on. She's moved on. She's now seeing, I think it was like Lee Roberts, and he reads at a fifth grade level. <laughs> little Marshall's just like looks down and is sad. Poor Marshmallow. Karen is the start of Ted's blonde problem. Oh. she. I think she's the root. <laughs> get it? Bleach blonde hair. She's the root of his problematic history with blondes because now we've got Karen, we've got Stella. I guess Natalie was kind of blonde, but not like ruin your life blonde. Yeah. We have Karen, we have Stella so far. So we'll we'll keep track of these these blondies. Don't worry. Do you want to tell us about Karen in real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really have a lot to tell you because I just don't like her. Ooh, really? I'm not a Laura Prepon fan. No. I didn't like that 70s show. <gasps> so and I didn't watch Orange is the New Black okay. either. But every time I see her in something, she's the same. Mm. She plays the same character. She's kind of dry. She's dry. Like she's known for her husky voice. That's her trademark on IMDb. I love looking at what that is. But and also like she's a Scientologist. Yes, she is. So I really don't like that part. Yeah. But she just really does not do it for me. I think she's weird looking. Like there's something about her that I just, I don't like to look at her and I don't like to listen to her voice. <laughs> so Much Karen, like Karen has replaced Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. So Karen is the new, Orange is the new black and Karen is the new Victoria. Perfect. <laughs> but I think people won't get mad at me for hating Karen the way they didn't agree with me not liking Victoria. Yeah. Um, I I like her. I I liked her in Orange is the New Black and I liked her in that 70s show, but I think my favorite is Karen here. I think she does unlikable really well. Specifically in the scene where she lingers, I think it's very very uh, funny. That is very 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 funny. Uh, something that made me annoyed is that she's supposed to be or maybe this is why it's funny. She's like pretentious and douchey, but her accents suck. Mm. Yeah. Like, she, I, like every time it just like didn't sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so neither like, does well, maybe, Ted. No. Um, Mozzarella. He sounds like he's Scottish. <laughs> he does. Mozzarella. I was like, oh, that's not. Some fresh polish. And he also said fresh, <laughs> not fresh. Some fresh mozzarella. And he, like the way he like said it. Like, oh, I hated looking at God. him. Um, we're not even there yet. Um, no, we're not even there yet. But yeah, Karen, um, I I just don't think, she, I just don't think she's funny. Yeah. I don't think like her, 
I don't know. I just don't love her. Except for the lingering was very good. It was very good. The racist and baloney and like when she was being douchey like that was funny. But when when they're at the restaurant and well, we'll, I mean, like we'll get there, but like she just sounded stupid. Like she just didn't. Yeah, I didn't buy that she was that douchey in real life. I don't buy her as an actress. I guess is my problem. Every part she plays, I do not buy that she is that character. Interesting. She's just this bitch reading some lines off of paper. Oh my God. Don't let Tom Cruise hear you talking about a Scientologist like this. Um, so yeah. So speaking of the restaurant, Ted says he had a really good time and we get the flashback to them together. And first of all, there's a total revertigo because maybe, I don't know, maybe Karen isn't this pretentious around new people, but both of them are insufferable. They're the people you don't want to wait on. Um, but the cycle, the, the cycle of abuse has begun and so Ted is, you know, he says he had like this wonderful time with her and um, they're laughing about how pretentious they were. But then they both do such pretentious really things, pretentious, right? Like ordering things, yeah. off menu. And the waiter is Scooter. What? That was just such a good, Scooter I remember. Scooter with a haircut. And you know what? He follows his dreams. He has dedication. Yeah. Lily could do worse. Okay. He's he had set a goal and he was going to be the best damn waiter in the world. That's right. And if Lily didn't love him yet, that means he needs to work harder. And we will see his his journey through food service continue. This is not the last time we will see Scooter. So then Ted Ted says it was kind of weird at the end. So then they all assume he means that they were they didn't know like how to say goodbye, which is mm-hmm. true. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't meet up with any of my exes, my exes ever. So I don't know what I would do at the end of a date. I would not hug them, but we get a great line here of, of Barney saying it's like dry humping with your, what was it? Dry humping with your hugging. Yeah. You hug a hugs like a dry, a dry hump. And Marshall's just like, I think you're hugging wrong. Yep. Marshall had some really great lines. Yep. And, um, we find out that Ted kissed her. So he's slowly slipping these little bits in and he says it reminded him of being 18 and having his whole life in front of him, which is reminiscent of Robin with Simon. So it's just all there's like all this nostalgia Mm -hmm. for the show built into Mm -hmm. an episode that's about nostalgia for college. Very layered, very layered stuff. Yeah, a lot of layers. Um, and then Barney comes in to cut through it, right? He cuts through with this pants story again. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Marshall called Lily to bring him his pants. We just get a little bit of that, but then Lily doesn't want to let it go without laying into Ted. And she basically wears the poops, Ted. She's like, yes. where's the poop, Ted? Um, and she was like, wait, why did you say only one kiss in the restaurant? And then Marshall's, oh, Ted, what did you do? Is so, so good. And yeah, it turns out that they had sex at Karen's place. And Barney says, how could you? And they high five over Robin's head. So good. And Ted, uh, I love Lily says that Marshall forgot his pants today and he's still not the dumbest one. In the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But Ted calls Lily out and says, like, we all know why you don't like her. It's because she lingered. And Lily 
snaps, you son of a bitch. Yep. And just like that, it starts the retelling of the story. February 5th, 1998, I was painting. And she's painting Marshall nude. And the way he's sitting, like his leg is up on his leg, cradling, you know, his his penis. And like it's on full display as Karen walks in. And she, what does she do, Kate? She lingered. Yep. She peeped up Marshall's junk <laughs> and she right. lingered. And why was also, why was she painting Marshall nude? Because because Marshall ate all the fruit, which we saw him doing earlier this episode. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Lily's painting Marshall in the nude. Uh, Karen comes in, insults Lily's painting, and then lingers. So she's like, "Fuck you! You don't. You can do all that other shit, but do not look at his dick." And come back in and linger. So she's got she's got to get gone, as she says. Um. Ted tries to calm Lily down by telling her it was just the one night and then three more and then a morning. And so it's really been going on for quite some time. And um, we can't really know for sure because we can't really trust Ted or his retelling. This reminds me of a flash forward to an episode that we will see with Mike Tyson. Where the story keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we never know when the last worst last. bit is going to happen. So suddenly Robin realizes that all of this was happening under her nose in her apartment. How? So come to find out those crazy sleeping pills that she's been taking to help her uh, sleep all day so she can get to work. <laughs> it means that she's super fucking out of it. And she is sleepwalking and talking and laying on the floor licking ribs. <laughs> And this is less than two years after Ambien came out. And so at this point, they were still talking about all the weird, they were like still working through all the weird side effects of Ambien. So I have a feeling that this is what that was. Because, I mean, people were waking up in the middle of the night eating toothpaste sandwiches, Mm -hmm. eating cigarettes, driving their cars, like insane shit was happening in in 2007 2008 so i'm not i'm not surprised good catch with that i mean it looks like it had been available since 92 but the generic med- medication became available in 07 um mm. and i think that that's when we really started hearing about the toothpaste yeah. sandwiches i don't know why that was like a main one cuz well cuz it's the strangest like you know if robin laying on the ground licking the like eating the ribs is not that crazy because whatever it's not as crazy as going and getting bread and toothpaste and making a fucking two different rooms right yeah it's a lot right we don't really need ted to tell us what happens next because marshall and lily can can tell us for him um what happens next is ted falls in love karen will cheat on him with some meathead who's going to be like sorry bro but Actually, that's the exact opposite of what happened. Ted was the meathead guy who got to say, sorry, bro, this time. So they were at Karen's. It's the opposite for Ted, but Karen's pattern has changed. Yeah, No, Karen is still the fucking same. Mm -hmm. Um, So Karen has a boyfriend and Ted is the other guy. And for some reason, Ted thought they would be proud of him. You know, I think he was expecting a different reaction. Yeah, like I was on the other end of it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I guess he always he always saw that guy as the the power role, right? Yeah. So now he's he's gotten he's gotten even for past him. I don't know, or he's like sticking it to meatheads. Who fucking knows? To people that don't probably even remember Karen or Ted mm. at all. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Marshall's livid and reminds him that he, of all people, knows what this feels like and that he crossed the line. They're not in college anymore. Right. You know, they're adults and this is just not okay. Yeah. Not okay. So yeah. perfect time to go right back to that pants story. Right. So Lily has to come down to the office to bring Marshall his pants, and she ends up running into Barney in the lobby and asks him to bring them to Marshall. So Marshall decides to take the pants and uses this opportunity to fuck with him. And we get this, like, madman scene of him with scissors yeah. and black fabric flying, and it's you just know it's going to be bad. Like, I was... I remember watching this thinking, like, is it going to be, like, assless chat? Right. Like, is he go- like, what is he going to do? So, it turns out he just really kind of made them into some short pants. Yeah. <laughs> and we get some jokes about ACDC and Oliver <laughs> Twist. I thought the ACDC jokes were better. Yes, for sure. Than the Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. But, so, one of them says, like, the Oliver Twist auditions are down the hall. And Barney then says, please, sir, may I have some more? Or pants and at this point in the story he loses his shit he cannot handle life he's cracking up and he falls out of the fucking booth he's laughing so hard this is such a classic human thing to like build up a funny story so much that nobody else enjoys it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like Mm -hmm. because when you see the person start laughing you're like oh this was where we were building to not that funny Chris and I talk about this often because we had this experience. We were dating early on. I want to say not even a year. And we were at his friend Dan's house and there was another friend there. They don't really talk to this other guy anymore. Mm -hmm. And he's going on and on about how we have to watch this video. And it was 15 minutes and he wouldn't let, he's just like, no, 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 no. You got to keep watching. You got to keep watching. And we're like, dude, this is not funny. Oh God. And then, okay. You remember the like drinking out of cups video? Do you like that video? I mean, I did at the time, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Chris did not like it, and his friend Dan and I were crying laughing watching it, and Chris like was like, oh, get it, oh, get See, it. See, and I think that I think that, that experience, because I've had that experience so many times with different old YouTube videos, it was like a part of, a part of the internet culture then was forcing your friends to watch the shit <laughs> you watched. But it's never as funny. It's like chasing the no. high of heroin, right? Like, yeah, it's never going to be gonna that be. because you're like watching them. They haven't found it you're organically. Like, You've overblown it. So, I mean, now you just like send your friend something, right? It's like a TikTok. It's like uh, like a two second thing. But back then, YouTube videos were so fucking long. Like Charlie the like, Unicorn. When you wanted to watch what yeah. they were doing. Old Greg. Or I watch mean, what they were reacting appropriately. They were so yeah. specific. It was such a specific like internet humor back then that if you didn't get it, it was painful to sit there and watch the full thing. But you wanted yeah. them to do it for you, so you would sit through their sh- It was like a whole, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It was a whole yeah. thing. Um. So Ted is, Ted is, sort of bragged that 
by being the meathead, he has somehow broken this cycle. Um, but we know he hasn't. Meanwhile, though, he confronts her after after his after this poor guy that Karen is dating walks in on them together. And he can he's like saying, like, you're the same person. You haven't changed. You're terrible. Like, you can't just like deal with breaking up with somebody. So you do this horrible shit. And, you know, she apologizes and she seems she seems contrite. But we don't know how many other times she's managed to seem this sorry. Probably a lot because mm-hmm. that's what cheaters do. Um, we get some more pretentious French shit from her. We go back to the bar and everyone's proud of him. But I, I think even the first time I watched this, I didn't believe him. Mm. You know, like it just didn't. Leopards really don't change their spots, guys. That's another another lesson from this very this very lesson heavy episode is. People are who they say they are, and you shouldn't fall in love with the idea of who they could be if you fix them. Don't fall in love with potential. Potential concept, don't. Because, oh, if only they could just get over this central piece of their personality. It's not going to happen. Karen is still the same person. Ted is still the same person when he's with her. Mm-hmm. You can't, there are just some things you can't grow out of. Marshall, we find out, has been wearing the ACDC shorts all day. Be- they show off his they show off his calves. Yet another callback uh, to the fateful brunch episode, which is so so good. Um, and yeah, everyone's proud of him. But then Ted slips, <sighs> and he says that it went so well, and she learned so much that Karen later that night broke up with her boyfriend. But then. This is a this is such a great I think another Brechtian moment right where they start mm-hmm. playing the mm-hmm. music out and future Ted comes in and you he's about to give this moral of the story right about like growing up and then Lily's just like wait a fucking second how do you know she took your advice and it's like oh my god and and I remember the first time I watched this I did not even catch that it was weird that he that he knew what she did later because we're so used to future Ted knowing things mm-hmm. that Ted in the moment saying something like that it's just like oh you know like kind of that you just accept that, it that's a really good point right like that, that omniscient mm-hmm. voice um mm-hmm. and she's like hold hold the phone and so it turns out that and this is you know down to the wire because he knows Karen's walking in turns out Karen and him have decided to get back together now that he is she has dumped Gary. Cut to black. There's no bumper, like there's no after the credits, nothing. It is just Karen and Ted are back together. This is Karen, this is Ted's first freaking relationship, real relationships in Stella. And he has gone so far back. So far back. What would you do if that happened to you and they just like showed up? Like if you were out to dinner with your friend and she had broken up with her husband and then, but then he came over to get her. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Lily and Marshall and everybody, they're so surprised because so much time has passed. And it made me yeah. wonder like, what was the last straw? Maybe Karen like moved away, away, right? Yeah. Cause she held all the cards. So I'm sure it wasn't Ted's idea to break it off completely forever 
Mm-hmm. But now, you know, she's back in town with someone to break up with, so why not with Ted? What did you think of yeah. this episode, Caitlin? I thought it was fun. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I thought I like... I mean, like, the pan story is whatever. It just needed to be a filler, I guess. And it felt like a filler. It wasn't... Yeah. I mean, and I think that they went... They did it in a way where they sort of acknowledged that the story wasn't yeah, all that nobody interesting. nobody else cared about it except for Barney. Right. So in that like, way, even, it was funny. Like, Neil Patrick Harris sold it as being, you know, uh, a thing that only he cares about. And he can carry something like that, right? Like He's so good. He's so good, and <sighs> he and Marshall playing off each other is great. But I agree that that was like, meh. But also, it was kind of like supposed to be like that. So they did some they did some tricky stuff there. It was it was well done mediocrity. Perfectly <laughs> for said. that pants story. But like otherwise, like like you said, we said in the beginning, I thought it was Craig and Carter. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, and holy shit, we're about to see some some conflict. I feel like we haven't had some good conflict since since Stella. So. Yeah. This is going to be great. And it's not just between Ted and a woman. It's like, it's going to rake up all this shit from, mm-hmm. from the past for all three of them. And we've got some more excellent flashbacks coming up, up the pike or down the pike, down the pike. Uh, from, from these three. My balls were blue. <laughs> my personal favorite. Let's get into these legendary moments from our patrons and other people as well. Just remember, if you are a patron, you get your email read in its entirety. So if you hear a long ass email, that's from a patron. Our first one comes from Rick. And Rick writes, hi, ladies. First up, I love me an episode with all the Hamium structural tricks. Although the Marshall subplot reminds me of a future episode where they do the same concept, but worse. Yes, I'm talking. Two or false. Which I share Kate's opinion as one of the worst episodes of the series. The worst, the worst. Anyways, my ledge mo is the very end of the episode when Ted has to fast talk that, oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> to mention I got back with Karen. She, here she is now. The whole conversation at the bar as Ted trickle truths them about... Ooh. Triple truth. Ooh. Trickle. Oh, trickle, trickle truth. truth. Ooh, I like that. Yes, Rick. What a good phrase. Was just misdirection after misdirection. It was a 20-minute buildup for the punchline at the end, and it still got me laughing on this rewatch. Also, this is the first time I clocked Blauman, played by Taryn Killam, being in the locker room scene, probably because I just watched Hamilton in the episode of Community that he guest starred on. P.S. I assume you guys caught that Marshall was eating Lily's fruit at 2.30. Great episode Easter egg that rewards repeat him and watching. P.P.S. He's not in Hamilton. Whoops. Um, he is in Hamilton. He played, um, he played King George for a little while. He wasn't the original King George, but he did play King George. So you're right. The original was, the- was Jonathan Groff. But Taryn also did. So Rick, you were right. Okay, thanks, Rick. Next up is David, and David says, great episode. First ledgemo is Barney's, I use deceitful means to hook up with a less than intelligent girl. (laughs) Yeah, when they were talking about, like, nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Second has to be Karen, just Karen. So, so much to say about her, and yet it can all be summed up with her name. So, so much pretentiousness, I can't even. Pepperoni is fascist? (laughs) Extra pretentiousness. 
That was bad. There we go. We Ted walked in with that. Extra pretentious points for her summing up America as living in a dorm, eating ham sandwiches, bologna sandwiches, and being racist, the dirty lingerer. Also, Karen just shows up to the bar at like two in the morning. Where the hell was she even coming from? But anyway. And uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of questions about that. Like, right? But whatever. I remembered it being Let's like the, the next show. day, but whatever. Um, Third, this is her is the horrific, terrible conclusion of the episode, revealing that she's coming in right that moment. I th- I think this is another face crack. We have two face crack episodes in a row. Is Barney's family, Barney's family, and Karen. and Karen and Ted getting back together? Shit, son. Um, I'm so excited for more Karen because of how hilariously terrible she is. Good one, David. <laughs> Next up is Tish. Tish writes, hey, ladies, this isn't exactly my favorite episode, but my legendary moment is how both Kurt and Wendy came back around. Mm. They were both in platinum role. That attention to detail is amazing. Also, honorable mention to Marshall telling Barney he hugs wrong. (laughs) So (laughs) good. Regards, Tish. Good one, Tish. Uh, Next up is Zay Min. I hope I'm saying your name right. And their legendary moment is uh karen saying i love how you guys live in a dorm so american it's like let's all eat bologna sandwiches and be racist <laughs> honorable mention salt so bourgeois that's my favorite um both of our favorites right i love how she amplifies ted's douchiness and it's always hilarious to see all the ensuing eye rolls good ones next up is ben ben writes hey ladies this episode has a few gems for my ledge mos. <clears throat> one of them is the quote i think you're hugging wrong from marshall <laughs> Another one, Lily, Ted, honey, I want you to go outside and bite the curb. I'll be out in a oh, minute. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then the Ted, how, how could you with the high five? Robin in the ribs. Seriously, Ted, Seriously, Ted, shape up. What were we talking about when Barney, like, berates Ted <laughs> and, like, just goes off? And there's no butt at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Marshall and the football comment, Barney and Lily's interaction, NPH falling out of the booth. At some point in the next few weeks, I shall be testing out the binge planner I've written. I've got to automatically generate a session for Hymnium, which should take around five days, including scheduled sleep periods. And I shall report back when I've completed this. It may end up being after the episode for the front porch, but will still be a great experiment. I also have plans to test it with shows like White Collar and Grimm, which I also highly recommend to all listeners. Cool. We can't wait to Very hear how cool, this week is the last week of my internship, and I'll hear in early September whether I get a full-time job offer to start in July 2021. I've really enjoyed this experience, so really hope uh-huh. to get this offer. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah, ben. good luck, Ben. Congratulations to whoever wins this Rachel's Cookies and Treats contest, and I hope there's another contest soon that international fans can enter. Yes, there will Love be. Love from the UK, as always, Ben. Thank you, Ben, and yes, we will be doing Thank an international ben. inclusive contest next but we just couldn't help giving away these delicious cookies they're just so good sorry when, when you come to the u.s we'll get, we'll you, get some. you some cookies caitlin are you ready for a hot take <laughs> here's here's the hot take of the episode <clears throat> from our good buddy johnny sorry bro is the worst him episode in the entire catalog I cannot stand Karen, the actress who plays Karen, and the pants plot line. (laughs) Right there with you, Johnny. Of all the girlfriends Ted has, she is the worst. She is the most douchey person ever in the TV world. There are some bad characters, but for me, she is at the bottom of the trash heap. 
I wish I could really express my rage about her. You're doing okay, Johnny. But there are not enough words in my vocabulary to state how (laughs) awful she is. And I'm pretty sure Johnny speaks both Portuguese and English. So that's a lot of words. As for the pants storyline, it does not make sense to me. I used to work in the corporate world and I would frequent the gym prior to work. I would carry my duffel of gym clothes and wear what I would work wear what I would work in for the day. How is it possible that Marshall forgot his pants? Packing a suit in a duffel bag would wrinkle the suit. Did he have a steamer in his office and did he use it? <laughs> I think not. He went into this the way you would, Caitlin, just very detailed. Um, it is easier to hang the suit in the locker at the gym and pull out the gym clothes. This storyline is too <laughs> far-fetched for me. Since I do not like this episode all at all, I do not have a Lejmo! <gasps> How about the ending? How about when it was over? How about when the credits rolled? Johnny B. This is the first time someone has abstained from a legendary moment when writing in. Yeah. This is a moment. I mean, wow. This is a precedent setter, guys. This is a precedent setter. Thank you, Johnny. We appreciate the spicy hot take. I enjoyed that immensely. Right? Because I agreed with a lot. I don't think... I don't agree... For me, it's not the worst episode, but I agree with what you said about Karen. Yeah. And the pants. Yeah. And the pants. Right. All right. Let's see. Next up is Lisa. And Lisa writes, Hi, ladies. Karen is such a douche. Perfect for Ted, honestly. This episode gives a wonderful introduction to her that really brings out the worst in Ted, making us, the audience, realize that he really is so far from finding the one. My legendary moment is all the little callbacks and details that are masterfully placed in here. Robin and Guns, Barney and Wendy the waitress, Scooter becoming a waiter, Gary Blauman, who is definitely not dead. (laughs) I especially find it is lovely that the tie Wendy gave to Barney is the same tie. Oh, he's wearing in the booth. I didn't notice that. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I love the little clever bits of the show and that they use real-life partners, David Burka, who is just a gem, and Taryn Killam as characters, along with Alexis. Have a great week. Yeah, me too. I love that they bring their spouses on. Alexis. Sorry, I just had to say it. Um, That was a really good impression. Thank you. I forgot that the last we heard of Blauman is that he quit and lived over a bowling alley and then killed himself. So here we are. Shocker, Barney's, depressing, Barney's a liar. Shocker. Yeah. Um, next up is Jeff. And Jeff says, Hi, K and K. My legmos for this episode have to be Marshall dressing up as the ultimate warrior. Yes. And the heir to the Mass and Gil Fortune line. Very, very good line. So I didn't know what that meant. I had to look it up. <laughs> it's a douche company, guys. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, Oh, I know like Summer's Eve, but yeah. I didn't know like Mass and Gil. I know. I wonder why they went Mass and Gil. Um, also, Lily telling Ted to go outside and bite the curb might be one of the two darkest jokes in the entire run of him. Yeah, that's very true. Don't get me wrong. I laughed because Allison Hannigan delivered it perfectly, but it's still a dark joke for a sitcom. That is so true, Jeff, because all I thought of was American History X. And uh-huh. that shit is dark. Yeah. Like I was like, Oof. yeah, that's when I I don't really laugh at because it just brings bad bad uh images to to mind mm-hmm. but thank you jeff good ones yep next up is jordan hey y'all it's jordan i just became a patreon again yay i'm so excited Woo! Woo! thank you jordan we are excited to have you back thank you this is not a spectacular spectacular episode or anything but they fucking nailed the character of karen so bourgeois hilarious <laughs> 
My ledge mo is when Marshall and Lily didn't get Karen's sarcasm and dressed up ready for a wrestling event. It gives me a second hand. It gives me second hand embarrassment, but it's also kind of cute how they both dressed up. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast. Love, Jordan. Yay. Thank you, Jordan. Yay. Okay. Uh, next up is Clint. Hey, K&K. Well, I forgot just how enjoyable this episode is. People are really split. And I ended up finding five ledge mos this week. One, Marshall and Lily's all in readiness for WrestleMania. Yes. I recently began writing a recap column for WWE Raw and seeing Marshmallow as the ultimate warrior and Lily Pat as Hacksaw Jim Duggan did my heart good. Same. Two, salt so bourgeois. Karen <laughs> is truly the cruise director of Carnival Douche Lines. <laughs> I love that. Number three, pants, story, boom, I, yay. Nice shout out to the Ollie Frazier Rumble in the Jungle in 1974. That's where that's from. I meant to look it up. I had looked it up. I forgot to mention it. If you've never seen the documentary When We Were King, is it When We Were Kings? Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, Number four, Karen lingered. She even double lingered. Mm -hmm. And five, Robin sleep eating ribs. That's the dream. (laughs) There are many more I could mention, but I don't want to take up too much time. And if I did, all I can say is... Sorry, bro. Clint. Thank you, Clint. His emails are always so good. I know. So enjoyable. Thank you. Matthew writes, Hi, K&K. My legendary moment for Sorry, Bro is the sheer level of enthusiasm with which Barney relishes the pants story. <laughs> From claiming it's the funniest story the gang will ever hear to pants story, boomaye, pants story, boomaye, I always find Barney's glee to be infectious. You know what? That is really true, Matthew. I have to agree with that. Like, there's something yeah. about the way he tells a story. It's just so joyful to watch him, yeah. even though it's like a horrible thing he did to Marshall. And not that just, funny. It's not It's not even funny at all. It's a testament to Neil Patrick Harris. He is such a gem. I also love the pants, pants, pa, 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 and Marshall's like, fine! <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the pants story, for sure. Uh, Matthew writes, as always, thank you for everything you do. Hey, Beautiful is the most entertaining podcast around. Thanks Aww. to your brilliant insight and wit combined with the awesome HB family. Stay beautiful and awesome, Matthew. Stop it, Matthew. Oh, my God. Make me blush. Uh, the next one is from Sam P. And Sam P. says, hi, KK. Hope all is well. Here we have yet another episode that solidifies season four as my favorite. Laura Prepon kills this fucking role. Agreed. Karen is the perfect snobby jerk that would date and take advantage of a naive Ted. As someone who identifies heavily with Ted, I have had a similar partner. Ooh. While letting his inner deuce shine even brighter than we previously thought possible. While there were many eligible ledge modes, I have to go with, I love that you guys live in a dorm. This is the most popular one. So American. Like, let's all eat bologna sandwiches and be racist. Because it's hilarious, and my partner and I have it as a top 10 most often quoted line from the show between the two of us. Stay awesome, Sam P. So good. You know what I really, one, uh, a line Chris and I quote all the time is the, what do you think about that, Robin? Robin. (laughs) I wanted to tell Gloria that's one of our favorite things. It is so good. The writer for that episode. Robin. Um, it's also one of the lines in the whisper challenge we did. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I guess I'll have to rewatch that video. I haven't seen it. It's pretty while. funny. It's good. It holds up. Our next legendary moment is from Carlin. This is three, three times, third times a charm. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be fourth time. 
Listen, I've been up since 4 a.m. <laughs> my ledge mo for sorry, bro, is no, you're the fan of 2002 Chianti's. Every time my boyfriend and I pretend to be pretentious, this is exactly <laughs> what we say. Also, I'm really curious if that was just a terrible year for that type of wine. Off to the Google. Thanks, Carlin. I think Chianti is just like a table wine. I'm not sure why it's 2002s, but let us know what you find. Because I think Chiantis are just, that's the shit that, you know, the Carlo Rossi jugs. I don't yeah, think I don't I've think ever seen it in any other form. All right. Caitlin, what is your legendary moment from this episode? I love Let's All Eat Bologna Sandwiches okay. and Be Racist because I feel like it still tracks. Yeah. Like it's still, is, it's like so timely. But also I just love every fucking line Marshall has. Yeah. Like, I don't regret that for one second. I think you're hugging wrong. Not when he's talking about, just like the little one line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the writing period this episode. Mm. Um. I like the way they wove the stories together and build the suspense for both of them. One really paid off. The other one didn't. But I, that was exactly what they intended. Um, and uh, so, like, know, it worked. It worked you know perfectly. I mean? like, nobody liked it. That it wasn't intent. Nobody was supposed to like it. In 20 minutes, we understood exactly who Karen was and exactly <laughs> the kind of person she turns Ted into. So I just think the writing was great. Every, I mean, just the whole episode, the execution was awesome. So I'm, I'm going to give it to the writing for this one. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for sending in your, your legendary moments. We will see you next time for one of my favorites from this season, The Front Porch. So I'm excited good. for this one. So good. So send your legendary moments for The Front Porch to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you put the name of the episode right in the subject line. Thank you again to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our sponsor. Congratulations to our cookie winners. We will be contacting you this week to get your addresses and get some cookies in the mail. If you loved this recap of How I Met Your Mother, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We are only five away from 100 reviews. So please leave us a five-star review if you haven't yet. Be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen so you'll never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Owl All.